Hello, everybody. Uh, this is going to be a, a full-packed show today. Um, we're going to talk about the election, but I want to talk about this Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, people say it's a political movement. But I just, I just want to read y'all something from this article. It's the Chicago Times, Sun Times. Uh, let's get into it. A seven-year-old girl died Saturday after being shot at a family 4th of July party in Austin. The third weekend in a row in Chicago that seen a child under 10, get this, under 10 among the city shooting victims. The girl was playing on a sidewalk around 7 p.m. when three men got out of a white car and shot more than 20 times in the direction of the people holding the party, a group that the police said included many children. She was visiting her grandmother's house for the family party. There were kids riding by on bicycles enjoying the 4th of July, as they should have been, said Fred Waller, the Chicago Police Department Chief of Operations. Now, this article is written by, uh, written by Sam Kelly on the 4th of July, 2020 at 7.58 p.m. Black Lives Matter, huh? So let's get this straight. A group of black men hopped out of a white car and shot in a direction of a of let's say this group probably fifty people shot in shot in a crowd of fifty people killed a seven year old girl and uh there's been 87 shootings, I believe, in Chicago over the 4th of July weekend and 17 fatalities. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Uh, I, I just don't get it. I don't know where we're at in, in society, man. It's just, I don't even know where to start. We look at things like poverty, education, I mean, there's so many different things that I can talk about in this podcast. But uh, I think it starts with family. Family comes first. Are we, are we building the type of family that we want? Are we building the type of culture that we want? I don't think we are. I don't know if we ever get there, but I hope we do. And that's why I'm on this podcast to inform people and educate people that we need to do better uh i have a book that's coming out in october i talk about this in my book including my own faults as a man and what i did or what i've done wrong in my life and uh it's time to step up i mean we 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 gotta catch up i mean we gotta we got to do our culture. We got to look at our culture in a different way. And, you know, looking at the news and watching everything that's been going on with the statues coming down and Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter, Blue Lives, all the, you know, all the rhetoric that's coming from all sides. Uh, I remember this video. I was watching the Tupac Shakur documentary. 
and I believe it was in the early 1990s, where there was this group of black women was speaking out against Tupac and gangster rap. And they said that this is going to erode our culture and this is bad. And it talks about women in a negative light. It talks about the rappers were talking about black women in a negative light. And it was uh, glorifying gangster rap. <laughs> so out of everything that's been going on, I, I, I thought about those women and Tupac was going at him. He was, you know, just saying they don't know what they talking about. I'm going to be me. I'm just a, a black man out here trying to make my way. And they were saying that, you know, it's okay for you to make your way, but can you do it in a positive way? Because a lot of people look up to you, Tupac. And I thought about that documentary and I look at what's going on today. And I was uh, I was watching Fox News. Uh, that's what I watch majority as Fox News. Uh, I can't stand CNN. Every time I get done watching CNN, it feels like just overwhelmingly hate in my heart. Just they make you feel like America is about to crumble down on you. But Fox News was talking about how the culture in the black community uh that rap music has been glorified and, you know, killing other black folks has been glorified and, and, and it's sad and it's sick. You know, I'm a, I'm an R and B type guy. That's what type of music I like to listen to, you know, and I, I get criticized from some people. They, ah, oh, you soft, you listen to R and B. Yeah, but they're not talking about killing. They're not talking about stabbing people down, batting people, they not, you know, I'm going to hop out and shoot you up. And that's an, that's another thing is uh this this video, this music video that I watched by, uh, I believe it was The Baby. Uh, or was it The Baby? Rockstar? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I'm looking up the lyrics to this, and it's just, it's really sick to me, man on how he tried to use this video to uh, to show George Floyd's death, that he was somehow comparing the death with his song, and it just, it really didn't make any sense. Uh, let me see. Guitar. Okay. Okay, look. It says, have you ever met a real nigga rock star? Yeah. This ain't no guitar, bitch. This a Glock. My Glock told me to promise you gonna squeeze me. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? You better let me go the day you need me. Soon as you up me on that nigga, get to bussin'. I uh, <laughs> soon as you up me on that nigga, get to bussin. And if I and if it ain't enough, go get the chop. I don't know who he's gonna go get the chop for, but he used the N word. And I, excuse me for my language, but that's what he said. But this was what was in the video for George Floyd. Uh, obviously. Uh, I'm assuming that the baby, he comes out of neighborhood predominantly black. So I don't know who he's referring to when he say I'm a, uh, squeeze it on this nigga. And if that don't work, I'm gonna go get the chop. 
Um, yeah, Black Lives Matter, right? I'm very confused on what's going on in the world. Like, I'm looking at it from a political science uh, view, and I'm looking at it as a black man, and then I'm looking at it from the American side. I'm looking at it from like three or four different angles, and I just don't understand this whole Black Lives Matter. I think we need to start fixing our culture. Lyrics like these... Lyrics like this, it, it's painful, man. It, it's very painful. It's safe to say I earned it. Ain't a nigga gave me nothing. Are you serious? I'm ready to hop out on a nigga, get to bussin'. No, you heard me say you play, you lay. Don't make me push the button. Wow. That's, he's talking about a black man. And this is what our kids listen to. I, I don't want my daughter listening to this. I don't want my son listening to this. I don't want any of my kids listening to this. Now, uh, as a person who has a hip-hop ear, I used to be in the music, rap music. So I, I don't want to seem hypocritical. I used to talk about some things, too. Uh, but that's why I left the rap business. It, it was nothing there for me. It wasn't no positivity. And I just grew up as a man, you know, as a teenager doing music, early, young, adult. You just kind of grow up and just like, man, this is really not who I am. I don't know why I'm talking about this. Let me just get out of this. You know, was I probably with the stuff back then? Yeah, but as you get older and you start to have kids and you get into a career and, uh, you know, it's just like it don't make any sense anymore. It just don't make any sense to me. And I, But, you know, the problem was is we didn't have those figures in our neighborhood to say, man, why y'all talking about that? Well, what are y'all doing? Sit down somewhere. Shut up and sit down somewhere. You, yeah, you, you over there. Shut up, sit down. We didn't have that in my neighborhood. And all the people that we called old school, old timers, you know, OG, they were just as worse as we were. They were just as worse. I can't believe that, man. I, I, I was like almost in tears, man, when when they announced that a seven-year-old girl was killed, a 14-year-old boy. I'm like, what planet are we on? And they just out here shooting people. And I think one of the kids, one of the victims was uh, lured uh, in the back of an alley and shot down because they didn't like his dad or something. I was like, what is this, the mafia? What is this, the mafia? Uh, you know, Black Lives Matter. I know I keep saying Black Lives Matter. But to me, everybody know I know everybody know that I'm very pro-black. And most importantly, I'm pro-American. Anything American, I'm for. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I'm a nationalist, but I'm more of a American first, like Trump, you know, America first. Uh when he talked to these foreign leaders, he's saying, "Hey, what can you do for my country?" Let's let's make this a two-way street. 
I'm going to do for you, you do for me. But I got to make sure my people are good. Same way with the COVID-19, we had to shut everything down. We lost a lot of jobs. He's saying, wait, whoa, wait a minute, all this immigration, we're going to slow this immigration coming down, uh, uh, slow this immigration from people coming down here because we want those jobs to go to Americans first because this pandemic has chased a lot of jobs off or let's say um, destroyed a lot of jobs. I like the word destroy because that's what happened. That's what these governors did when they shut the economy down. Uh, looking, looking back at it, I don't know if we made the right or wrong decision. I are on the side of, I think they did make a bad decision, but with all the information that they had, I could see it both ways, but back on the culture, I tutor guys. You know, I got guys I call all the time. Uh, shout out to my boy Cruz. Uh, you know, I, I call I call these guys and I check on them, see how they doing in life, and I teach them uh, certain things in life, and I just give them that pep talk, man. That you're a black man in America, you're not a victim. You're a strong black man. You smart. You successful. You got your own truck. And I'm talking to Private Cruz. He's also on the National Guard with me. Uh, he's in a different company. Uh, I used to be in his company. Uh, and, and kudos to him. He's a, a lease purchaser. He wanting to own his own truck. Uh, young guy, man, young. Uh, we're not victims. Anybody tell you that you're a victim, stop listening to that person. And I think that's the problem in the black community. There's not enough people that we can just go to and say, hey, how do I do this? How do you want me to do this? What are my first steps? You know, after high school, what should I do? Or while you're in high school, hey, how do I apply for these colleges? How do I go take these exams, these SATs? I'm trying to figure out to come up with the money to take these tests. Where do I go to study? I mean, yeah, you got counselors and teachers at school, but outside of school, you know, who's that person that's out there telling these kids, hey, you need to do this. You need to do that. Are you working on that? You know, while you out here running up and down the street, you need to be studying in them books. You need to be playing basketball. You need to be playing football. You need to be involved in something. You need to get out of these streets. And I feel like the OGs is the ones that failed us. And I'm not talking about gang member OGs. I'm talking about the OGs, you know, the elders in our neighborhoods. You know, uh, all these retirees in the neighborhood just walking around. What are y'all going to do? Y'all need to get these people off the streets. These are kids. Uh, just like that father said, and the, uh, his, his son died in the chop zone. His son was only 19. He said, these are kids. Somebody should have broke that up a long time ago. And that's how I view uh, the chop zone. I think my phone's ringing. I think. What the hell? Uh, excuse me for that. But that's how I view the black community as a, a big chop zone. It's scary, man. It's scary. And that's why I talk to my daughter every chance that I get. Every time I'm home and I'm not on the road, I tell her, I love you. Everything's going to be all right. We're going to make sure that you're all right. 
You know, I talked to her teachers. I, I, I just called the day. I called the daycare and I talked to a daycare and I let her know that, you know, she's coming back to daycare. And, and they was like, oh, we miss her. And she's so full of life and all of this. And you want to keep that up as much as you can. Every grade level that they go to, you want to keep a close communication with uh, the teachers and even keep keep a relationship with the teachers that they used to have. So as they get older, you can still talk to those teachers and say, hey, did we miss something when she was younger? What did you see? You know, just stand on top of it. And I think the best thing that we can do for our children is actually to educate ourselves. Because the best teachers in our kids' life is us. And although they spend majority of their childhood in school, uh, you know, when they are with you on a weekend, after work, after school, you got to follow up. Hey, what do you learn today? If you didn't learn something today, you in trouble. The school's in trouble. Somebody's responsible for this wasted week in the military when we was in basic training you couldn't have a wasted week you couldn't just go a week without learning nothing you would fail this is so stressful man it, it is hard to look at it's hard to turn on the news and I, i'm a, i'm a i can't even get my words right in this podcast because i'm I'm so confused on what's really going on. We we worried about statues, pulling down these damn statues. And we got little kids getting shot in the face. That's not that's not funny. This is serious. Now, on Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden is a joke, man. Just like Black Lives Matter is a joke, Joe Biden's a joke. Um they keep bringing up the polls. You got all these CNN pundits, Fox News polls and all. Uh, Joe Biden's up. Let me tell y'all why Joe Biden's up in the polls. And I, I think it's two reasons. I think, one, the polling is screwed. I think it's screwed up. And the Trump uh, campaign as it uh, brought that to the light about the people that they were polling was not even likely voters. Number two, we are in a race war right now, and it's ugly, and it's nasty, and you know, uh, they, got these, they got these type of voters called uh, single-issue voters, meaning that there is one single issue that you cannot move this person on. And if you are against that, they are not voting for you no matter what or vice versa. They will vote for you. Let's say Second Amendment or health care or women's rights or like, when I say women's rights, like reproduction, abortion, Planned Parenthood. Uh, but they they have that single issue that they will uh Vote for you or not vote for you. And this is what's getting lost in the polling, I believe. This is the second issue. Even with me, I look at it like there has to be a hero and there has to be a villain. Right now, Donald Trump is the villain. 
And I believe that's unfair because we were, okay, look at January. We was going through impeachment trials late uh, January, for, I believe the first week of February, they got rid of it. Everything was good. He got acquitted. I mean, the economy was humming along. We weren't talking about turn down statues. I look at 2017, 2018, and 2019. Honestly, is the best years of my life. Like, honestly, career-wise, uh, he cut taxes, military more spending. Obviously, I'm in the military. I'm in the National Guard. And I'm also a truck driver. So I've been benefiting from his policies all across the board. My best years. I don't care about this race crap. We don't need a president that's going, oh, I'm going to bring us together. I'm going to do that. I don't care about none of that. Get out of my face. I don't need another man telling me how to respect my neighbors. If I don't already know how to do that as a 26-year-old, then I'm the one with the problem. I'm not voting for somebody to say, oh, uh, he's going to bring us together. What? I'm voting for policies. I'm an investor, man. I got money invested in this. And I just want to say one thing before I get back on my topic. If you're an investor, go get marijuana stocks. Go get it. Go buy it. You ain't got to listen to me. You don't. But you got to look at the worst case scenario. If the Democrats take the Senate, keep the House and take the White House, they're going to get rid of the filibuster and they're going to legalize marijuana. And the moment they legalize marijuana, if you already have bulk shares, they the prices on the marijuana stocks are going to shoot through the roof. Some of the more known marijuana stocks that are already doing pretty decent, they're going to shoot through the roof. So you want to go buy those. Now, the value will come down over time because that's not their real value. It's just the, the, the mere news of marijuana being legalized will shoot the uh, price through the roof. Remember that. But that's just in case. But as an investor, those are the things I think about right there. Policy. Now, Joe Biden, uh, there has to be a villain. And Trump is a villain. And People see that and they're saying, you got these protesters and they're attaching to George Floyd with the protest. So it's making it look like they're fighting for George Floyd when we know that a lot of them are not. And then you got the president on the other side who's acknowledged that this was messed up, but we're well past the George Floyd. He's taking a more of a law and order type approach. He's saying, okay, I get what you're saying. I get what you're doing, but you can't just burn buildings down. That's not right. You can't just bring these uh, statues down. Now, this is what I, I believe is really hurting him. Is he saying, you can't bring these, you can't burn these statues down. You know, you got to go through the legal process. And uh, the counter argument is, on the other side, is these are, uh, Confederate generals, you know, they don't have our beliefs. They don't believe in human rights. They believe that black people should be slaves. They were racist. They fought against the United States. 
So uh, so when you have that and what Donald Trump is saying and everything is so uh, identity politics, everything, the identity politics of that is these people are trying to uh, bring down these racist statues. And on the other hand, the president is saying, no, you're not going to bring down these quote unquote racist statues. Uh, it just kind of make Donald Trump look bad. But we everybody kind of agree like, hey, wait a minute. We may not uh, agree that they should be up, but if we want to bring them down, we do need to go through the proper channels and a proper uh, proper process. Right. Wrong. Not everybody believe that, obviously. So. It is. It's that time of the season where the identity politics, you know, the George Floyd thing was the worst thing that could have happened to the Democrats. Let me tell you why. It's too early. George Floyd, uh, and I, I mean this by no disrespect, but I told my old lady, I told my girlfriend, I said the Democrats are going to use identity politics in this election year. I definitely knew for a fact it wasn't going to be this early. This is the problem that they're having is eventually this is going to lose steam. The race issue is going to lose steam and it's going to be yesterday's news or last week's news. When we get off into September and October, everything's going to be about the virus and the economy. How are you going to balance the two? Who do you believe or uh, who do you believe is going to bring us out of this uh, recession? And you already starting to see jobs coming back. You starting to see the warp speed uh, is making progress. Uh, that's they're trying to get the vaccine. They're coming out with these uh, uh, therapeutics. Uh, I mean, that's what it's going to be about. And I think if, George Floyd, and I mean this by no disrespect, if George Floyd, if this would have happened in, let's say, September, the president would have been in trouble because the identity politics touches everyone. No matter what your politics are, it affects everyone. Look at the Washington Redskins right now. They're trying to change their name. Look at the baseball team, the Reds. I mean, you got people being counseled right now they don't agree with black lives matter you got i mean this is identity politics at its finest and i've never seen it work this well but the point i'm making with the uh the the single uh, issue voter is the people that are disagreeing with donald trump right now on how he's handling the virus per se I haven't even touched on the virus, but how he's handling the virus. They might disagree with what he's doing. They might give him some bad poll numbers. Or they might not even be just telling the truth. But they say, is that enough to not reelect him? Is that enough? Well, guess what? Those people may not be single issue voters. And they're going to look at that and they're going to say, no. But. I think as we get deeper into this uh, this campaigning, this uh, election and campaigns, when Joe Biden uh, announces who his vice president is, when he started talking about who some of his cabinet members are going to be, 
I think that's going to also play another role. People are not, not looking at that. That's going to play another role. So uh, we got to understand if Elizabeth Warren is going to be in his cabinet, people are going to look at that and say, well, wait a minute. She's a socialist, just like Bernie Sanders is. Bernie Sanders, excuse me. Uh, and I haven't did a podcast in a while, but it feels so good uh, doing this. I've been so busy. I'm a very busy person. And I know some of these people that are podcasting, and say, oh, we're so busy. It is hard being a truck driver and in college doing a podcast. But I, I love I love doing everything. I love doing this stuff. You know, I really do. Um, uh, I love it. So with that being said, uh, I'm on Facebook. My name is Tavon Hennessy. That is T-E-V-O-N, last name H-E-N-N-E-S-Y. Inbox me. Let me know what you think about the show. Comment on my photos. Comment on my posts. Uh, I love everybody. And uh, one thing else I have to say is don't ever burn the American flag in front of me. So I will beat. <laughs> I'm going to keep my bearings, my military bearings. Uh, I've already said enough foul things, foul language already. Um, But uh, tell me what you think. Yeah, go to my Facebook. Tell me what you think. Uh, this is the Tavon Show. This is the Tavon Podcast. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. I appreciate that.